Now, man, who'd ever thought in the year 2000 when I met a young perk? Oh, they're going to be mad at this. That we would end up October 23rd, 2021, doing a podcast together after successful careers in our respective sports. Myself, Swaggoo in the NFL, big Perk NBA champion for the Boston Celtics. Made a lot of money, Perk. I was jealous you made so much money playing basketball, too. I, I mean, I still was born 10 years too early. And then, look, check this out, big <laughs> yeah. bro. You know, you know how we got to keep it real, right? It's October 25th. Oh, it's the 25th? Okay. No, but you good. I mean, we work so many days out throughout the week talking our good talk, so I don't really keep up with the days. I just happen to glance down at my phone, and I know I leave tomorrow, so I already knew what the date was. But you good, though. Keep going, big what, bro. Well, that's what – I mean, honestly, though, that's what the <laughs> podcast about. You having my back and me having yours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but let me, let me tell our fans, like, listen, man, ESPN decided that Perk and I – should have a podcast. And when I was like, Big Perk want to do one? I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. I'm from Louisiana, Perk from Texas, grew up similar backgrounds, similar um, life lessons taught on the way up. We've been knowing each other way before the TV thing even happened. Before we even knew we were going to do a TV thing, we've been knowing each other. We have mutual acquaintances, mutual coaches. So this ain't just, oh, man, Swaggoo and Perk, two dudes from the South, they should get a podcast together. (laughs) I've been knowing Lil Big Bro for a long time, man. Look, Spears, we've been knowing each other, Swaggoo, before we even knew what we were going to be in life. No doubt. No doubt, bro. How about that? No doubt. How about that? I just respect respect the fact that you did it your way, man. And that's why I'm so happy that we got this podcast together because we're going to try to make some music, man. I know, you know, podcasts, we talking, but we're going to make music. We're going to have good lyrics. We're going to have good beats. We're going to have good vocals. We got sound people that's going to make sure we look good, sound good, all of that. But Perk, for the premise of not wasting time, <laughs> While we talking about being from Louisiana and Texas, let's actually stay down south, all right? Because you got, I know you got a lot on your mind about the Pelicans and Zion Williamson and how that correlates to some other guys that I'm not going to mention. I'm going to let you dive into that. So yeah. go on, talk your talk, man, because I want to talk to you about this. Hey, hey, look, first of all, let me tell you something, all right? I played in New Orleans for one year, okay? And outside of basketball, it was my favorite city, all right? You know what I mean? I'm 6'10". Right now, I will not tell the world what I weigh because (laughs) I'm a little embarrassed to that. So that's not y'all's business, okay? Me neither. That's for me to know and for you to find out, which you will never will. But that's (laughs) neither to hear it up. And when I was in New Orleans, we wasn't winning. And one thing I had to be strict about as far as my basketball career was my diet. But I wasn't strict in New Orleans. Because you know why? Because you know why? You got all the most sweet old ladies. You know I know. You know, yeah. That's coming to you and saying, hey, Big Perk, baby. 
I got this crawfish etouffee, baby. You want some of this fried gator? You want some of this fried gator? And then you 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 get the fried gator, you get the crawfish etouffee over that dirty rice or white rice, whichever rice you prefer is your preference. I do them both, okay? I want I want I want both of them. And so then they top it off with the ooey ooey gooey cake, okay? The ooey gooey cake. And they wrap what up. you doing, bro? This the first podcast, bro. Uh-uh, and you about I'm, to make I'm, me walk out of here uh, and go and find something to eat. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> but I, I'm diving into it because I know what the atmosphere and the hospitality mm. is like down there in New Orleans, which is transitioning to what I want to talk about in the person and the organization that I want to talk about in Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans. I know where you're going. Go ahead. I want to hear it. Preach, Pastor. Man, you know what? Zion Williamson is a special talent. I believe he's box office. Yeah. I believe he has all the makings to be a superstar in this league. Matter of fact, before he even got to the NBA, I said that it, it could have been a strong possibility that he actually could have been the face or still could be the face of the NBA. But now I have my doubts. And the reason I have my doubts is, is the same damn questions we were asking about or questioning Zion about before he got drafted. At Duke, Three yep. years down the line, we have those same questions. And the question is availability. Mm-hmm. The availability shouldn't be the new thing that fall under skill set because that matters. Availability matters, okay? How much are you going to be available? And since Zion has came into the NBA, he's been hurt. All lower body injuries, right, that has something to do with his weight. And I looked at him right now. You see the photos going around right now? He's too big, man. And he's carrying that weight. And I'm sitting up here saying to myself, who is in this corner? Yeah. Who is in this corner? It's too much going on. You heard about the thing, the situation that happened at Duke with the money situation he was taking. Now he's in New Orleans. He's having surgery. Can't keep his weight down. Who is in his corner telling him what he needs to hear and not what he want to hear? Per, get a young, get a young G some advice, man. Like, tell him what he needs to do. Tell him who he should be seeking out. Like, what players in the NBA should he be talking to trying to figure out how to transform their bodies? I'm looking at I'm looking at Jason Tatum. He transformed his body this offseason. I'm looking at AD. He put muscle on try, so he could try to stay healthy. Who are some of them dudes? Is it any trainers behind the scene that y'all swear by in them NBA circles? Yeah, let me tell you something. It's one person if I was Zion Williamson, that I would reach out to and ask for advice and ask him to be my mentor and big brother. And you know who that one person is? LeBron James. King James. And here I am. Me and LeBron came in at the same time. 2003, we both went in the same class, Mickey D's class together and all that. I just started a whole nother career. And this man (laughs) is still still hooping. (laughs) <laughs> this man is still playing and playing at yeah. an extremely high level, Swaggoo. So yeah. when I say that, I say that I say that because LeBron James invested 
invests $2 million a year into his body. LeBron James is also the first player ever to make $1 billion while playing the game of basketball. Yeah. And if I'm Zion, a guy that's on the superstar type level, I would be calling and blowing LeBron up about how to handle and be a professional and take care of my body. Now, I'm going to go back to another thing. On draft night, Zion went number one and John Morant went number two. And I told the world on draft night, I said, hey, if I'm in the front office of the Pelicans, I will strongly consider drafting John Morant number you sure one. Did. You I sure I, did. I tried to tell him. Now you see it right now on the internet. Oh, should the Pelicans have dropped, drafted John Morant? Yeah, they should have drafted him. You know why? Because one, availability. Two, he's a generational talent. And you have to watch it. He's He has the athleticism of Russell Westbrook. Yeah. He has the handles of a Kyrie Irving, and he has the craftiness and passing ability of a Rajon Rondo, and he is a winner. He didn't change the culture in Memphis. They went to Perk. the playoffs. Perk, I'm going to say know, this. And I know you got something to say, so I'm going to let you say it because I'm done. But if I'm – look, Zion, I'm going to tell you this, man. If you want to get it together, it's okay to go follow greatness. Forget what everybody else is saying. 100%. Go follow greatness, man. Reach out to somebody that's going to help you and tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. Go ahead, Swaggoo. Perk, I'm glad you said that, man. That 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 That, that is game. That's free game we're going to give all the time. Because you and I have talked about, we want these young cats to see they bag, man, and have longevity, have careers where they could transform it into something else. Here's Come my on. thing, man. When I when I when I when I hear you talk about Zion, because I can't I can't listen to you talk about that without talking about for myself and a lot of guys, man. We just generationally don't know proper eating habits. Come on, right? We don't know. We don't learn until we get to college, damn near of. You know, we got the food pyramid in elementary school. Mm. Drink milk, eat cheese, get strong <laughs> bones. You know what I'm saying? So we 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 grew yeah. up in that generation yeah. of, and then you know, I Zion from South Carolina, and it's it's soul food, Southern cooking. Come on, which which is a lot of rice, a lot of gravy, a lot of bread. Mm-hmm. You eat meat every meal. Come on, right? And listen. This is not the podcast to get advice from on eating, okay? <laughs> Me and you, we are not the guys to give you advice on <laughs> proper eating habits. So <laughs> what we saying to Zion is, bro, you got this window of opportunity to not only create generational wealth, but leave a mark on the game of basketball unlike many have because many haven't had your stature and your physical ability to do what you do. So Come that's on. just a piece of advice from me and Big Perk. Dudes who been – I fought with weight when I was in the NFL, Perk. Like, it ain't as simple – see, a lot of people, you, well, you're making a million dollars, you should be able to get in shape. No, bro, you fighting so many demons. You fighting so many childhood things. You fighting the way you've eaten your entire life. 
And now you got to make this shift. And you got to try to do it in a shrunk period of time because as you as you are trying to change your habits, you still got to play basketball. You still mm-hmm. got practice. You still have all of these other things that go outside the game. And then last, to your point with Jai. Hold on, real quick. What people don't understand is, see, certain people that have the genetics. Yes. You and I are not those two that have those genetics to be ripped up. Okay, mm-hmm. and what I call what I call us is we have whack bodies. It don't yes. matter how we have whack what? bodies. It don't matter how much we we died and trained, and no matter how much I didn't try to get a six pack, we big. I, I, I only got a four pack, and I still had the little flap hanging over the uh, belt line. It's just oh, yeah, awesome. but yeah, but go ahead. It's called whack bodies. You know go what's go so ahead. beautiful? You know what's so beautiful about what you did, man? You just own your truth. Yeah, perfect. For so many years, I've been saying, man, I'm going to give me one of them bodies like them dudes be on Pinterest where they can model and stuff. And they got a six pack with the little bitty tank tops and everything. And I was like, I'm going to do that. That's how I want to look. And I told my wife and my wife looked at me and said, bro, you was big when I met you. You're going to be big until we pass away off this earth. I don't want no little bitty man. Okay, so that's Aisha Spears, my wife. All right. But getting to Jai, man. Jai is the Jai is AI for me. That's the vibes I'm getting, Perk. I'm getting those Allen Iverson vibes, man. And what I love about what Jai said after they lost to the Lakers was that's on me. Mm. The one thing we know about AI, he left his heart on the court mm. every single night. He performed at a high level every single night, high energy every single night. That's why I get the Russell Westbrook comparison. But when I look at Jai and I think about AI, to me, they are more skilled dogs Mm. than Russ. Yeah. As as, as, as in totality of the game, right? Right. Jump shot, the ability to get to the basket. Russ is elite, right? At at doing that. But when you look, when, when I saw him take that, on his shoulders, and then I thought about how AI took Philly on his shoulders, and Jai doing the same thing in Memphis, I think that's a relationship that's going to manifest and materialize over Jai's career, bro, because I see a lot of AI vibes in Jai Morant. I mean, he's a flat-out killer. He's a flat-out killer. He has has something to prove, man. You got to think about it. It's something about mid-major guys. They carry a chip on their shoulder. Because yep. because he's been he's been underappreciated really all his life, and when you look at a few guys just like him and Damian Lillard, Dame, those yep. guys. That's why they have that killer mentality. But I want to talk about mentality, and I want to ask you this because I, we need to transition over to a little pig skin and football. Well, let's talk about it. Mentality. What the hell is going on with the Kansas City Chiefs? Where's their mentality at right now? Because I got some stuff I got to say, but I need to hear from you first. Bro, listen, man. Oh, my goodness. It's so layered. Let me me answer you first, and then I'm going to tell you. So we watched the Chiefs for the last three years Mm -hmm. dominate football, right? We watched them dominate offensively. We watch Patrick Mahomes ascend to being in the conversation of is he is his trajectory the best to ever play the game? We saw an offense that was so prolific 
that it was number dude, the dude threw 50 touchdowns. Like, like they went to the Super Bowl. He went to two AFC championships, I mean, three AFC championships and two Super Bowls in like his first five years of playing quarterback. So, so all of the hype was warranted and it was real. And I still think Patrick Mahomes is an elite level quarterback. He's not playing that way right now. But see, this is what happens, Perp. Mm. And this is why this ties it. This is why our games, your your NBA expertise and your history in that league, and NFL for me in the history in that league. This is how they tie in. When Golden State came on the scene and it was move the ball and kill you from the three-point line, what did so other, so many other teams do? Follow suit. Follow suit. Follow and, suit. And also, from a defensive standpoint, teams said, we are going to try to extend – our defense beyond the three-point line, and hopefully that'll help us, right? So they start picking up Steph early. They start picking up Clay early. Mm-hmm. Now it ain't helping because Steph's still busting their eye from the timeline. But my point is, when you look at Kansas City right now, this is the age old the league has caught up. Mm. So what's your second act? Because you that's the great thing about Tom, bro. People get tired of hearing about Tom Brady. The one thing Tom Brady has always known that, about Tom them Brady. Damn selfie videos, bro. Them <laughs> after friends, them damn selfie videos. <laughs> God damn it, man. And I follow him, and I, and I just know it's going to pop up with that damn smile and, and it's coming. Bro, selfie listen, but, but his, 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 ah. his, his mind to say, okay, it's been two years of this. Now it's time for me to transition. And I got to figure out another angle to win games. Mm. And I think the Chiefs stuck in that rut right now because, you know, I talked about it earlier on NFL Live, 4 p.m. Eastern every day of the week, by the way. Shout out. Um, <laughs> well, hey, so how, best, how, best NFL show out there, hands down. Oh, I'm NBA just, Today going in. I'm, I'm, a je- I'm jealous of y'all studio too, by the way. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Y'all studio <laughs> way far than ours. Um, just LA. It's y'all good. It's LA. The Kansas City Chiefs right now are having a identity crisis mm. because what they've done for so long has worked and been so dominant. It's still taking them time to understand we can't operate like that no more. We got to figure out two or three different nuances so we could be dominant again. And then from a defensive perspective, man, they got some work to do. Like, they got work to do in the personnel department. We know the Honey Badger straight. We know Chris Jones straight, their defensive tackle. Frank Clark ain't lived up to the money he's getting. He's supposed to be the DN that generate all that pressure. But the Chiefs have not identified. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy have not identified yet mm. that the league has caught up with us. And – these other teams in the AFC, from an offensive standpoint, said, you know what? We got to be able to score 42. So Buffalo went out and got Stephon Diggs, and they signed Emmanuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. You see what Justin Herbert is doing with the Chargers, minus the debacle in Baltimore. You see what Cincy just did, putting 41. They drafted a wide receiver when everybody was like, we need to draft an offensive lineman. You see what you know what Lamar is. You know how Baltimore is going to function. So not only that, not only has the Kansas City Chiefs stayed the same. They they have been they've been a little arrogant in not yeah. identifying that a lot of these teams playing 
in the offseason for the last three years has been to catch you and pass you. Mm. And they still doing the same thing. So No. You know. No, you absolutely right. I don't I don't disagree with you, but I will say this, okay? My opinion, when I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and you were spot on about their defense, because let me tell you something about their defense, all right. If Perk, you, you was a defender in the NBA too, so talk to him, Perk. Yeah. Talk to him. Right now, right now, if you take all the male senior citizens, okay, out of every nursing home around the country, and you tell them, hey, I need 11 of the best senior citizens. I don't care if you're in the wheelchair or walker. I need y'all. I'm a former NFL offensive squad. I need an offensive team only. The Kansas City Chiefs couldn't stop. That's how mm-hmm. awful they are right now, right? <laughs> so that's the part on the de- that's the part on the de- on the defensive side of things, right? <laughs> yeah, they couldn't they couldn't stop senior citizens at a nursing home, right? Going up. Hey, hey, where we from? Where we from? Per them old men, they would have been like Trent and Emmanuel <laughs> and and uh and and John and Raymond, yeah, Raymond, <laughs> yeah, and Raymond, yeah, that's Cedric. What- like that that would have been their names. That would have been the yeah. that, that's the squad that's beating the Chiefs defense. Yeah, something strong, right? So <laughs> offensively, offensively, when I'm watching, and I think this is what's this is what's about to sum it all up. I'm gonna go a little deeper. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. So much offensive firepower just b- between those three players alone. There's no way that they should be struggling. You don't go from being Superman to Clark Kent. In oh, public. This is my thing, Spears. Something is going on. And they don't have a damn thing to do about what's going on on the field. Yep. Something, hey. something is going on. Something is going on, and it's going on with Patrick Mahomes. Something is going on. I don't know what's going on, but he's not there. I'm watching him. His confidence is not there. His swag is not there. Yesterday, I believe he got sacked, or I believe he got hit after he threw the ball. Yeah, he got sacked and was concussed for like five seconds. For five seconds. But the way that he laid there, and I know it was concussed, but he looked exhausted. Yeah. And I haven't seen the same passion. And so as a former player, not an NFL player, but a basketball player, when I don't see that certain type of swag that we have accustomed to seeing over the last three years, I don't see that type of drip. I don't see that type of emotions on the field. I know when something's going on. Perk, and- perk. Listen, bro, you hey, you schooling me because I, I, it crossed my mind. But, you know, sometimes when we in the middle of the season, we always thinking in the prism of it's going bad on the field, so that's why it looked like that. Mm-mm. But to your point, man, because I just said this about Carson Wentz, last night when Carson Wentz played the 49ers, it looked like he was having fun for the first time in four years Yeah, playing football. Yes. Right. So to yes. your point with to your point with Pat, man, every every after first of all, losing, you know how that go. That suck. Right. Like it it take it, it take a lot out of you 
because so much preparation go into trying to win games. See, this is the thing. Like, in the NFL, man, and I think the reason why the game is so popular is because you don't have a lot of room for error. And then as players, you spend six days of the week preparing to play for three hours to hope that you get the right outcome, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you don't get that outcome and you've been accustomed to getting that outcome so much, the mental part of the game start to get to you. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm going to do some digging, man. I'm going to research that. Yeah, man, I'm going to research so, that. I'm telling you, man, mentally, he don't look engaged. And when I yeah. saw last yesterday when I was watching the game yesterday and watching them get smacked up, and I'm like, you know what? Kansas City about to make a drive. And I'm watching him overthrow trap trap uh Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. Who uh, uh two that that have a chemistry that's one of the best in the NFL, right? It was about three, three miscommunications on the passes, whether he overthrew him or threw it too low or something to that nature. I said, you know what? It's, it, this has nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes' skill set. Oh, no, he still got right. skills. Yeah, something is not right, and he's not engaged. And it has something to do that he might be dealing with outside of the game of football. Yeah. Look, I you know how I don't want to make no assumptions, but you're, you're a first-time father. That's one thing that happened in the offseason. You, you dealt with the injury last year on your foot. Um, and then, too, man, you come into a season. I want to remind people. Patrick Mahomes was talking about going undefeated mm. before the season he started. He did say right? that. So there's a lot of, to your point, Perk, that's why I love being on a podcast with you, dog, because I wasn't even thinking that. I was just thinking in football context. But to your point, man, like so much of the mental, especially for that position, and especially yep. when you got the type of pressure he got on him, dude, they gave him half a billion. Yep, but he worked every like, Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. No, no doubt. No, 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 no. I know what you're saying. Right. Yeah. So, so, but, but, but in his mind, that's another added pressure because when they gave him that contract, it was saying, Pat, you taking us to the promised land consistently. Right. So yeah. it's a lot of, to your point, man, I'm going to do some digging, man. I'm going to reach out to my folks because we got folks, Perk. They, yep, that's what they don't know. We got folks. We don't, have, two people. Dudes on we don't have people. We, we got folks. We got folks, man. So I'm going to try to find out if it is if it is anything. But to your point, man, he he looked dejected, bro. And yep. I was just I was just, I was was just just focused on the football part of it. And when you're not having success and when you're not experiencing the type of things that you've been doing for your entire career, you can look down in the dumps. But to your point, the engagement, like it's – think about this, and, and we're going to end this. Think about Patrick Mahomes on the sideline against the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl, down, walking up and down the sideline telling his team, I got us. That, I, I mean – To your yeah. point. That's, and that's what point. I'm saying. Think to about – Think about – and one more thing. Think about this. The Texans had them down how many points in that one that one season? Twenty four. And what was Patrick Mahomes doing down that sideline again? Working. I'm not seeing that right now, bro. Hey. And that has I'm not seeing that right now. And and that right there, look, that bro. that right there is something else going on. But we, 
you know, my thing hey, is, we talk, nah, I'm telling you, do, do, go do your dig, and I know you will. I know you will. I got to dig. Got, I got to dig, man. Got Speaking of team chemistry, Speaking of team chemistry and leadership, hey, can you tell me what the hell happened with Dwight and AD, please? What happened, Perk? Don't it, you can't. I know you you can't disclose the details, but tell me what a sideline situation like that is like when you got two players they really can't. That's they said the right things after the game. Perk, are they straight? You know what? I didn't even give a damn, and I didn't even hear what they said after the game. See, this is the this is the thing, right? People one, and you know this, need to stop overreacting. No, you no. know why? You know why? Because when I was in the midst of playing with the Celtics, we had scraps, we had fights, like we hands. Had, yeah, like hands. We threw hands. We threw hands. Matter of fact. We it got so bad, Doc was like, All right, look, y'all gotta stop all this. And Perk, so, who you fought? Perk, you had a fight. Who you fought? Yeah, you know, me and Leon had a little scuffle. Me and, ba uh -huh. me and Big Baby, but me and Big Baby ain't go blows because me and Big Baby kind of like, you know, we like me and you, but not like me and you. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, even one time, you know what I mean? Rondo and Ray had beef. We, I bought a set of boxing gloves there and they duped it out in the weight room. So, let me, let me let the people know that sometimes it's okay. We got to remember. The Bro, White you House. can't tell me Rondo and Ray Allen had a boxing match and not tell me who won. Uh, oh, Rondo, who? Put, <laughs> Rondo, Rondo put, put them hands on Yeah, Rondo put them. <laughs> <laughs> Rondo, Rondo looked like he got some hands, yeah, man. Yeah, Rondo put them paws on Ray. And it, and it was a lot building up. He put them paws on Ray. But look. <laughs> God damn. But look. Let me tell you. So when you when when you look at that situation, and you know I love AD. Yeah. AD, I love what he brings to the table. But if you go back and watch the film of that game, and we all have bad games, it's eighty two of them. AD was getting cooked. He was missing uh -huh. assignments. He was doing this, and all Dwight Howard did was call him out on it. You know what I mean? And at that time, at that time. Sometimes when a when you in that zone and you know you're messing up and the team is not playing well, you're not playing well. This is why I say I understood the white thinking, hey, I could call them out. We won the championship together. We've been to war together. We anchored the defense together. We have that relationship. But sometimes you have to pick and choose and say, nah, he already on his own self. I'm gonna leave him alone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just part of that's just part of growing as being a leader. Like if you see a guy in his zone and he down on himself, sometimes going pointed out while the coaches already pointed out and they come to hear your mouth as well. You know, sometimes you don't need it. You know, you don't want to hear that. And you don't want to compound it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the white didn't say nothing wrong. But look, it happened. They moved yeah. on, and 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 you supposed to challenge each other. And police yourselves if you're trying to win the championship. hundred percent. So, so people overreacting and all that. Man, it was it, it was a little slight look, but it's Her the real late, talk. It's the real late. talk. I think I think it's important what you just said, man, because I don't ever think in my career, not just the NFL in college, when we won championships or when we played well, is when we had the most beef. I'm trying to tell on you. the team. 
Yeah. Like everybody get this idea that oh they got it's so kumbaya. It's it's like they're perfect. They clinic. <laughs> they love each other. And we do. We do so love what? each other. So but, but but when you trying to when you trying to hold each other to the high standard, you gonna have some disagreement, you gonna have some fights, you gonna have all of that, right? I remember when OBJ was going off in New York, right? And and every every time on TV. Oh, he's a bad teammate. He's terrible. Dude, it's dudes like that on every team. Yeah. Every game. Every team, every game. And sometimes we don't even want you to see how we going at each other, but sometimes we don't care because it is our job, livelihood, and occupation that yeah. everybody else watching. So if we got beat, we're going to handle it right here. Yeah. And what, yeah. what is the and, and what is a bad teammate? Like showing your emotions – Showing your emotions, caring about winning is being a yes. bad teammate. I want some you, you know what? If if you don't show me any emotions that you care, I don't want to be on the team with you. Nope. I don't want to be nope. on the team with you because that means you really don't give a damn. So that's I, I, I just I don't understand that sometimes when people say he's a bad teammate. I'm saying, well, what is he doing? Is he is yeah. he is he is he is he doing something underhanded? Is he is he is he is he stealing stuff out your locker? Like, yeah, bro. We uh, got we uh, got we we obviously know the code breakers when you like what we consider a bad teammate ain't got a damn thing to do with what the public consider a bad exactly. teammate. Exactly. It's not even on the same plane. Um I used to get that question all the time about T.O. And I used to tell people all the time. Y'all painting this man like that and ain't never with him. Y'all ain't never been in a locker room with him. Ain't never took a ride with him. Ain't never been to the club with him. Ain't never been to his crib. You wasn't in the locker room when he he bought everybody robes. You oh. wasn't in the locker room when he was schooling young receivers mm. on how to be better in the NFL. You, mm. Like, nobody ever, ever wanted to even highlight that. It was once he get to the public, T.O. a bad teammate. Man, please listen to the dudes that played with him. And listen, if you played as long as T.O. played or as long as you played or I played and you don't have one or two teammates that don't like us, you ain't do your job. Yeah, yeah. Straight up, you ain't do your job. Speaking of good people, man, okay? Here we go. Perk, I ran across this story, bro. It made me so happy because, you know, we both black fathers. And we big on that, bro. We big on on being there for our kids, very supportive. You know, you got your beautiful children. You engage. You involved. I'm the same way. Um, But there was a school in Shreveport, Louisiana, man. Mm. Um, And they were having a lot of fights, a lot of violent fights, right? A lot of things were going on at the school. And, and I love this segue because we've been talking about accountability teammates, right. right? Like, it's not all what you think it is. It's not always as bad as you think it is. But this one in particular, like, stuck with me because a lot of where, where we come from, you and I, right, there's this narrative that fathers ain't involved. Yep. Right? Even if even if the, the mom and dad, like, my mom and dad were divorced and separated. Right before they got divorced, my dad was involved in my life. Though some dudes' dads were locked up, some dudes' dad wasn't in their life, but it was father figures through coaches, 
through mm-hmm. dudes in your community, neighborhood, whatever, that stepped up and gave you guidance along the way. Anyway, man, they had this, they got this thing called Dad's Own Duty at this high school, bro. Mm. And before it's it's a bunch of fathers of students that go to this high school, and before they decided to get together and go patrol the school in in a positive way, um, in in a way where kids see them as fathers before they see them as authority figures. Right. And the fighting stop perk, like the school is thriving. They Mm -hmm. did a phenomenal story on these fathers that's showing up to this school every day. They telling dad jokes. They doing all of these things, man, and you see the culture shift at that school, mm. just like me and you talk about being good teammates. I want to get your thoughts on that, man, because one thing we're going to do in this podcast, we're going to get rid of this BS notion that black fathers ain't involved. Yeah, Like, we're going to get rid of that. We're going to get rid of that narrative. What you think about this story, bro? Because I know you saw it. You know what? I love it. I love it. And, it, and let me tell you why. You told me, that, you told me this about one month ago, or maybe three weeks ago, I guess me and you won't first take together. Oh, and you, said, and you said something about Ben Simmons that stuck with me. And you said, Ben Simmons, just jump off the porch, bro. Yes. And I thought about that, about this with these group of fathers. They just jumped. They yes, just man. jumped. It wasn't, it wasn't, let me, let me get a two week, three week plan together. No, I'm, we go jump. This is about to happen now. Not a three week plan or let's get it. Let's see who's in charge of this. Now let, hey, look, let's get it going right now. Absolutely. With them just jumping, guess what? You're going to see more fathers, African-American fathers following suit. Yes. Let me tell you this. It's a beautiful thing for me. Because guess what? My 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 two oldest are in homeschool. And you know why they're in homeschool? Because I live in Texas, where our bonehead governor, right, who I can't stand. I can't couldn't stand him since the ice. Speak storm. on it. Right. Senate, whatever his name is, Governor Abbott. When he burned out and went to Cabo and tried to leave everybody here. Oh, that was Ted Cruz. That was Ted, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Yeah, Ted Cruz. Yeah. Right. My bad. Everybody, everybody freezing the freezing yeah, yeah, yeah. their brain got, off and he on the yeah, plane. Yeah. He walking yeah. to the airport going to Cabo. And so in Texas, you know, we we tend to do things and and, and just jump out there, right? So I I saw a few months ago before school started that they were, you know, gonna pass a law September 1st for open carry with guns. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, uh, you know, hold on. Well, that means it's about to be more kids carrying guns, what they call them in, in, in the modern age tools. You got your yeah. tool on you. You got your tool on you. So I knew if one or two kids when I was in high school was had access and bought guns to school, I'm pretty sure it's pl- plenty more. And we talking about kids in Texas, you know, a 6A school could range from 4,000 to 6,000. Yeah, yeah, and so man. We didn't already had in the state of Texas about eight shootings at a school, right? And so what I'm seeing is I'm like, you know what? 
these dads out of Shreveport, Louisiana, small Shreveport, Louisiana, yep. have yep. set the tone. And that us overall as fathers, not just African-Americans. As yeah, fathers, fathers, period. We need to follow suit. No and doubt. I'm glad they stood on the front line. It's a beautiful thing to see. I see a lot of people, and this ain't for the younger generation that don't have kids because you can't relate. You remember that old saying where people used to always say, you can't relate because you don't have kids? That's the yeah. true saying. Because if you don't have children, you don't know how it feel when, until you have a kid. Yeah. One person, you know, is, is, is you know, which, when it comes down to your children, man, I'm, it, it's, if you mess with mine, there's two things I'm willing to do, and that's die and go sit in jail for the rest of my life behind my kids. And I'm scared to death of jail, but I do it behind my children. And, and it, so, ain't about, it ain't about being hard. It ain't about being nah, a gangster. It's, just, it's love. It's love. It's and love, so, bro. It's love. It's love. And so, you know, I do it for my wife, too. Shout out to Vanity Perkins. She know I love her. She been Van, putting, what up? What up, sis? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Spears, she been putting up with me since the 10th grade, but it's all good because she, she ain't going nowhere. She knows she can't go nowhere. <laughs> But listen, <laughs> <laughs> but not nah, seriously, man. It was a, it was yeah. a, it's a beautiful thing for those dads to do exactly what you said, told Ben Simmons to do, and that's just jump. jump sometimes porch, we, man. sometimes we wait, we wait around and we prolong things and say, man, let's come up with this, let's come up with that. Now, how about just jumping and take action? Because those fathers that jumped out there. And started going to those schools, they don't know they could have saved three or four kids' lives. Perk, I was just about to say that, man. I was just about to say they they don't even know the impact outside of fights just not happening anymore. Mm. See, because what happens is them fights elevate every day, right? They elevate. And then you got a young kid that that don't feel like they got a choice. Mm. Like I gotta, I gotta protect myself. Yep. It, and, and when when and then you 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 operating on the prism of fear at that point, and when fear mm -hmm. enters, it's a wrap. People it's ain't thinking rational no it's more when you scared, man. So I just I wanted to make sure on our podcast, our first podcast that we dropping, that I highlighted those dads on duty from Shreveport, Louisiana, who decided, you know what, don't nobody affect our kids like we do. Right. We talking to them. We been where they are. We understand the things that they going through. Let's show up. Let's put smiles on these kids' faces. Let's also make sure they doing the right thing and get them an opportunity to thrive. And when you got fathers showing up like that, when you got men showing up like that, that changes the culture, bro. It come, shifts come everything. Come on. Shout come out on. to them, man. Shout, Shout out, out to them. I, I, I was uh I was I was emotional, Perk, uh watching them men go around that school, bro, and seeing them kids respond to seeing fathers actively yeah. looking out for them. Yeah. And, and, right? and just think about this. Just think about the kids that are there that don't have fathers. How they could latch on. Come on, man. Come on, man. This it's just bigger than just stopping violence. It you is, man. I mean? It is. It, it, it's that Short. one kid. It's that one kid that may be walking around there lacking confidence. Whether it's a whether it's a young man or a young lady, 
that could yes, just bro. get those little words of advice that because because now you got somebody around their campus that's not a, a police officer, but yeah. that's somebody that could actually speak your language and get right. a message across. So, you know, that's how I felt about it, man. Man, shout out you to know the how I feel about dude. you. And boy, shout we out just to the, start- I want to I want to meet them. I want to meet all of them. Bro. <laughs> I want to meet them. Hey, and you know, and we talked about being from Louisiana. I'm gonna feed them too. I'm gonna <laughs> feed them good, straight up, man. Listen, hey. we 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 gonna we gonna wrap this thing up with this, man. I need to. I need some of that perk wisdom, um, because we gonna do this every week, perk. We gonna we gonna we gonna see mm-hmm. if we could say something to activate somebody. Yeah. Right. Like we're gonna end this thing on a positive note. We're gonna end it on trying to help somebody. Just one. Like if we get one and somebody, you know, realize, man, you know what, I can do that, then yeah. then it's worth it, bro. So what's what's the perk wisdom as we close this thing out? Well, you know what? It's it's not a negative, it's not a positive, it's a in-between, okay? And I say that because you know, you go catch this. If somebody wastes 10 minutes of your time, seven minutes is your fault. Mm. <laughs> Straight up. If somebody wastes mm. 10, if you give somebody 10 minutes of your time and they waste 10 minutes of your time, seven minutes is your fault. Your so fault. you just sitting there listening to it. Brother, I was going to say something that I thought was profound, but it <laughs> wouldn't make no damn sense after that perk wisdom. I'll save mine for next time. Big perk. We put one on wax already, bro. I appreciate you, big homie. It's just getting started. Hey, shout out to all the old old heads out there. I'm talking about the ones that's just getting off from work that's going to pop that six-pack of beer. Hey, look, I'm telling you, pop your six-pack of beer. I don't know if you're drinking Miller Lite. I don't know if you're drinking, you know, Michelob Light. Whatever you drinking, Budweiser's, sit back and enjoy the show. Swag going perk. Episode one. Kick back. Hey, you either keep barking or you jump off the porch. This is me and Big Perk. Straight up. We off the porch. (laughs) 